0: Well, I just want to welcome everyone here to embrace at all of our campuses. Thank you so much for worshiping with us today. My name is Adam. I'm one of the pastors here, and as always, we're so excited that you're with us. Truly overjoyed that you have come, especially if this is one of your first few times here. Know that we are thrilled and honored that you have decided to worship here today. Now, last weekend, uh, last weekend, I had one of the worst one of the worst parenting moments of my fatherhood experience so far I think I've scarred my kids for life last weekend we decided to go up north to a lake cabin uh, and before we went up as soon as our kids heard that we were going there they asked right away they said hey dad uh, can we have a fire pit once we get there can we do a fire pit with some s'mores and fire pit and s'mores and fire and some s'mores can we do that and I said absolutely I mean, I love my kids. I love s'mores. I also have a deep love for fire. And so I was like, this, you know, we can do this. So, anyways, the day before we're supposed to go, it looks like there could be some rain. The day comes, and up north, there's rain and rain. And it was just supposed to be a sprinkle, but there's even more rain. Well, we decide we're going to go there anyway. So we head up there. We get there. It's still raining. All of a sudden, the rain stops, and that very split second that the rain stops, uh, something else starts. My kids, they say, hey dad, uh, can we get the fire now with the fire and the s'mores and the pit and the fire and the s'mores? And I'm like, "Uh, oh, I probably can do that. I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I can probably do that. That wood is probably soaking wet, but I am a fire master and I am a grown adult, (laughs) and so this is not going to be a problem. So I go over, I grab the firewood, Uh, fairly wet is putting it lightly, okay? It's like dripping wet. Like we could live off the water from the logs for months and we'd be perfectly fine. So we get it over there. And as any good Boy Scout would do, I was a Cub Scout for two years, actually, never a Boy Scout. But for for a Cub Scout, I was two years, I was like, "Uh, I need lighter fluid. And so that's how you start a fire. (laughs) So I put the logs in there. I put as much lighter fluid as I possibly can. And I light the match. And there are huge flames. And they're beautiful flames, And then about five seconds later, there are no flames. I'm like, okay, uh, all right, okay, that's, you know, I learned, you know, don't teach this guy twice. And so I put like as much lighter fluid as he possibly can put on the fire. I light the match, huge flames. And nothing. I'm like, okay, this isn't working. So more lighter fluid. You know, like I'm a guy. I'm like, just keep adding lighter fluid. So I realize we're getting to the end of the lighter fluid in this cabin. This is gonna be bad. So I try it. It goes. You know, goes. It dies. Goes. Dies. Goes. Dies. So I go back inside. I find some lighter gel. I'm like, lighter gel. What do you do with lighter gel? Okay, we just dump it on there. And uh, lighter fluid goes with lighter gel. They both start with lighter. So I'm going to put them both on there. I'm just like dousing this thing. I'm like, now there's more lighter fluid than there is water on these logs. I light it, huge flames, and then it goes out. I'm like, okay, this is not working. The whole time, luckily, my kids haven't said a word right. Wrong. Hey, (laughs) Dad, uh, is this fire going to come before Jesus returns? You know, like... (laughs) Did we mention s'mores to you? Like fire? We need a fire for s'mores. I don't know if you know that, Dad. So luckily that was going for me. So I'm sitting there. I try this multiple times. And I get, I'm I'm cornered at this point. There's really only one option left, right? And so I walk over and I grab the large red gas tank full of fire, right? So the kids made me do it. So anyways... As I grab the thing, this is the funniest part. And looking back, it's actually a very tragic thing as well. As soon as I grab the gas tank, this is the only point that my kids have shown any hesitation with the fire. All of a sudden, they're like, Dad, are you sure you should grab the red tank? You know? It's like they don't even know what's in it, but they're just like warning it's red. Don't do it, okay? So I grab the tank, and I'm like, you guys made me do it. I didn't say that, but I'm a good parent. So I walk over there, and I try to stay away from any place that there's a spark. So I start pouring And uh, that goes well for about 0.3 seconds before a raging forest fire. I'm not kidding. Like, it was the gates of hell. I was like, what have I done? I was like, it's like, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, my goodness. And all of a sudden, the whole stream thing, well, the fire goes up the stream into the old gas can that this knucklehead is holding, okay? (laughs) Quick pause. At this second, at this moment, my kids, no kidding, all four of them, including my two-year-old, Just start running. They run into my neighbor's yard. They're screaming and they're yelling, "Dad's on fire! Dad's on fire!" And now I'm angry. I'm like, "No, Dad's not on fire. The gas can's on fire, right?" And so I got this, and I'm like, "What do I do with this flaming thing?" So the grass is wet, right? Because that's why we couldn't start it. So I start wiping the tank on the on the grass. I'm like, "I'm gonna put this stupid flame out." well, uh, there's gas coming out of it, Weber, so you just started all the grass on fire, too. I'm not kidding. There's fire everywhere. At this point is when I make the bad decision. You're like, you've made about 10 bad decisions there, Pastor. At this point, I look back, and I'm like, what was I thinking? bad judgment. I'm no kidding. I take the can. It's on fire, and I randomly just throw it in the air. (laughs) I throw it. Quick side note, if it would have went 10 yards further, there was like chest-high grass. It would not have been good. At that moment, my wife comes out. Later, she told me, as soon as you brought the lighter fluid out, I just decided to start watching because I knew something was going to happen. I'm like, I feel like I'm being judged right now, okay? You're in there watching from a fishbowl, looking at this knucklehead. So she runs out, grabs the hose. We finally get the gas can out, and the fire is is gone. Do you want to know the worst part about the whole thing. So we get the gas can, no, no fire on the gas can, that's out. Well, the wood was not on fire after all of that. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm going to burn this whole place down, right? Anyways, luckily, we finally did get the, the the fire going. And let's just say the s'mores were the best s'mores that our family's ever had. I actually commanded our kids, you will like these s'mores. And uh, it was just like a healing moment for us as a family. It was wonderful. Kind of funny, though, a few hours later, this says so much about me. It, not a good thing. I, I'm, I'm just testifying here. A couple hours later, I grabbed some bottle rockets, and I'm walking out. And my wife, she's like, she just stops. She's like, haven't we had enough fire for the day? Haven't we had enough fire? Now, uh, for this series today we're, that we're starting up, we're going to be talking about, about fire. But just to be clear, we are not going to be talking about a physical fire. Instead, we're going to be talking about the fire that takes place within us, the fire that is able to take place within the heart. And that might sound kind of strange, right? But we actually talk about this fire fairly often. I mean, like in marriage or in a dating relationship, oftentimes you'll hear that a relationship has lost its spark. Or when someone talks about their job, someone will say that their that they're fire, that their flame and their passion for their job, it just isn't there anymore. And what, what used to get them fired up is just no longer. Or when someone talks about their life as a whole, maybe a person will say that they used to have a fire inside them, but it's just not there anymore. And what used to get them so excited, it's just gone. And honestly, sometimes they just struggle to get out of bed, and it just kind of feels like you're going through the motions, just putting one foot in front of the next. I mean, it just kind of feels like the life. It just kind of feels like the purpose and passion. It just kind of feels like the fire inside them has grown cold, and it is just gone. Now, I just got to quickly ask, does any of this make sense, what I'm talking about, the fire inside us? any any of that make sense whatsoever? And even further, I just want to ask, have you ever been there before? just at a place where you feel like the fire inside you for your job or relationship has just grown cold and it is just gone or even maybe one step further maybe you're there at this place right now and you came in today and you just feel like there's something missing i mean maybe you came in and you just feel lifeless or you're just bored with what everything your job your marriage friends where you live what you wear everything you're just tired of it or your heart it just feels so hard and cold And you've just become jaded and a cynic as a whole. And the purpose and the passion and the fire is just not there. Again, for this series, we're going to be talking about fire. Now, when it comes to the Bible, here's what's kind of cool. Fire, it shows up, and it is all throughout the Bible. I mean, it's just clear that God, he likes fire and gasoline too. So I just made that up. But back in the book of Exodus, God first appeared to Moses in a bush. And what was different about the bush? It was on fire But it did not burn up. And what did Moses say? I love this. He takes a step back and he says, this is amazing. And then a little later on, to guide the Israelites through the wilderness, we're told that the Lord goes before them and that at night it was a pillar of fire that guides them so that they can travel even in the darkness. Also before God meets Moses at the top of Mount Sinai to get the Ten Commandments, God descends on the mountain in the form of what? Fire. And we're told that smoke had covered the mountain before God asked Moses to come up and speak with him. And then switching to the New Testament, when the the Holy Spirit shows up in the book of Acts, they said it looked like flames of fire that came upon the people. And in the book of Hebrews, the author, he tells us that our God is an all-consuming fire. And we also find out as we read through the Bible, we find out that when Jesus returns, when he comes back, that he will return with angels And that there will be flaming fire, which sounds both awesome and terrifying in the same split second. And then one last story, one of my favorite stories about fire found in the Bible is in Luke chapter 24. Go and read it sometime this week. Read the story. But there's this one time where there's these two men that are walking on a road towards a village called Emmaus. And as they're walking, Jesus shows up and he begins walking with them. But at first, the two men, they didn't recognize that it was Jesus. And so Jesus is walking with them, and he's talking to them about God. And then suddenly, they realize, and they can see who he is. They can see who he is, and that it is Jesus himself. And when they do recognize him, Jesus immediately disappears. But listen, listen to what the two men say to each other. Again, they're walking with Jesus. They recognize him. Jesus disappears. And listen to what they say to each other. Listen to this. They say, didn't our hearts burn within us? When we were walking and talking with him along the road awesome right now again for this series we're going to be talking about fire not a physical fire but the fire that's within us and here there's so much more than just talking about the spark that we might have in a dating relationship or the or the flame or fire or passion that we might have for our job or even the possible fire that we can have in our lives as a whole in this series we're going to be talking about what does it look like to have our hearts set on fire when it comes to God what does it look like to have a heart set on fire when it comes to him that's our focus that's the heartbeat of this series and so again fire is all throughout the Bible like it's everywhere and get this more than anything else in the Bible what fire symbolizes is God's presence fire symbolizes the very presence of God I mean in the burning bush that day with Moses God was there And out in the wilderness with the Israelites, God, he was with them, he was present. And in Acts, when the Holy Spirit shows up, it is God himself that came upon the people. Again, fire, it symbolizes the very presence of God. And so that's why with these two men, as they're walking on this road, again, just by being close to Jesus, just by listening to Jesus, just by being with them, their hearts begin to burn. And get this, this verse can also translate to say, this is the deeper meaning, it can more fully translate to say, were our hearts not set on fire when we were with him? These two men are walking with Jesus. Were our hearts not set on fire when we were just in his presence? Again, when we spoke with Jesus, when we were just close to him, our hearts were they not on fire? I mean, God was present within us. His his fire was inside of us. Our heart our heart it was it's like it was on fire or something crazy right and so now just to, to just to answer the basic question that i would want to ask if i were if i were you i just want to ask what does it mean and what does it look like and what does it feel like to have your heart on fire you see as we just said fire it symbolizes god's presence and so when our heart is on fire we're filled with god and all that he is So that when when God's fire is inside of us, when he's inside of us internally, we're filled with God and we're filled with his love. We're filled with his joy, we're filled with his peace, his patience, and we're just filled with it. And we can feel it and we can sense it, and it just flows throughout our words, our actions, and our attitude. And in the same breath, when God's fire is inside of us, we're also filled with his truth and his conviction. And he begins to show us right from wrong. And he begins to speak truth to us in the places that we do not want to hear it. And he challenges us to forgive people who have hurt us. And he challenges us to love people who we we naturally want to hate. And he challenges us to find our worth and our identity in him instead of our feelings, instead of our job, instead of this relationship or the next. Again, when our heart is on fire, God is present within us. And when this happens, get this, this is the second part, when God's presence is in us, when this happens, we begin to want and crave more and more and more of God. When our heart is on fire, our love and our passion for Jesus grows. And we just want more of his grace. We just want more of his love. Even if it hurts, we want more of his truth. We want more of his conviction. We just want more and more of God in our lives. In our lives, they, don't, they just begin to change from the inside out. They begin to change. And we just have this longing inside of us for more of Jesus, And we just want to spend even more time with him. and It's just like this fire just spreads throughout every part of our lives. And it just grows and grows and grows. And I can't explain it. But it's almost like our heart, it just is set on fire. I can't put it into words, but it feels like it's just like our hearts on fire. Now, it's kind of random to share, but this week, as I just sat with this message... I just couldn't stop thinking about the fire that I relentlessly tried to start last weekend. And I'm being honest. This isn't joking around. Again, it's really, really strange. But I just couldn't stop thinking about how hard it was to start the stupid fire. I mean, really. I tried lighter fluid. I tried lighter gel. I tried a combination of the two. I tried gasoline. I tried to burn the entire place down. And yet the wood, it still wouldn't burn. Like, I tried Everything, And I just couldn't get the fire going. And while the wood, it was just really wet from the, the rain, right? It was just really wet. And it was also really wet because it was freshly cut wood. So it was just wet. And the wood and the conditions just weren't very good for starting a fire. Like, there's it's honestly horrible conditions for starting a fire. now switching back to us, I just wonder how many of us are at this exact same place when it comes to God. I mean, when it comes to our lives, I just wonder if the conditions of our life are good for starting a fire, and even deeper, I just wonder if the conditions of our heart and here are at a place where God can easily start a fire, or if instead it's just the opposite. Again, are the conditions of our heart, are they good for starting a fire? And with this, I'm just guessing that, that some of us are here today, and this is the first time that we've ever heard anything about God setting us on fire. It's like, I'm not sure if that's a good thing. Like, I don't know if I want God starting any fires in me, but seriously though, for some of us when it comes to God, we've just kind of equated church and and God just says like, okay, I just need to be a good person. I need to get baptized when I'm supposed to get confirmed, make it through catechism, don't drive your mother crazy and you're good to go. We just never knew that there was so much more to a relationship with Jesus. It's like I've, I've felt and I've sensed that something was missing in my life, but I just didn't know that God could put a fire inside of me. Like I've just never, I just didn't know that. And I, still, it's kind of scary sounding, but I'm just curious to know more. And so that's maybe some of us, well, for others of us, we've maybe heard about it before and we've heard about a relationship with Jesus, but honestly, we just have a lot of other things going on in our lives, you know? Like there's just a lot happening. It's just like, yes, You know, we want to follow Jesus and we're curious about it, but that's about where it stops. I mean, if we make it to church once a month, that's a small miracle in itself that we celebrate as a family. So So there's that group. And then lastly, I'm just guessing that there's a whole bunch of us here at our campuses, like a whole lot of us, who are like, yep, we definitely follow Jesus and we're Christians and we do church when we can, but we also have a job. And we have struggles that we're fighting. And I don't know if you know this, but... The NFL starts pretty much to, to, today. Thank you, Jesus. Go Bengals. Hashtag Super Bowl. And, uh, but there's just our schedule, you know. I got the schedule, and it's just our schedule's max. And then the kids and their schedule's max. And once a month, or maybe a few times a month, we go to church and we get some lighter fluid on us. And, there, and there's some flames, maybe for a minute. There's actually maybe even some big flames. Like we get really excited, really into church. But then the flames, they go out because there's not really a fire. And there's maybe lots of flames like I you know it's like here and there we, we get really excited we check our christian box but there's just not a fire and then every so often we're in the car and our favorite song comes on and it's about God and we get the warm fuzzies and we're Whitney Houston and it up in our car and we're getting all excited about it. and the warm fuzzies are there and then it ends the song ends and then everything else ends and then we just go back to living our own life again there's some flames but no fire and then we wonder why on a daily basis we can't feel God's presence. Flames, no fire, and then we wonder why we feel so distant from God. And then we randomly have a cool God conversation with a co-worker, or a God conversation with a friend, or we randomly open up our Bible and there's maybe some more lighter fluid and there's flames, but only a few minutes later the flames are gone one more time. Again, there's no fire. And then we wonder, well, we can't see God at work in our lives and we wonder why, at times, we feel so miserable and empty. And then there's some more flames, but no fire. And then we wonder why we don't have much purpose and passion in our life. It's like I don't know why I'm even here on life, and, and we don't know why we keep making the same poor decisions. It's like I want to follow Jesus, but there's just a lot of other things going. And again, a couple of times here and there, some more flames, but no fire. And then we wonder why it feels like our lives are falling apart. And We wonder why God hasn't changed our life's flames but no fire. And then we wonder why our heart, it just isn't burning like it seems other people's hearts are burning. We just wonder why our heart's not on fire. Just to be crystal clear, I'm so often in the same exact boat myself. And so again, that's why I wanna ask the question for me personally, are the conditions of our heart Are the conditions of your heart and mine are they good for starting a fire? Because I know for myself I so badly want more of God's presence in my life. I mean I so badly and desperately desire and hunger and thirst, like a person who hasn't drank water in a long time. I just want more of his love, more of his grace, more of his truth in my life. As a follower of Jesus, I do not want to just go through the motions. I do not wanna just come and be a cute Christian that does, you know, checks this box, checks that box. I do not want that. Instead, I want God to start a fire within me that burns and burns and burns, and it takes over every part of my life, not just on Sundays, but Monday through Saturday. And when the emotions and the warm fuzzies are gone and life shows back up on Monday, in those moments, the fire inside me would only continue to grow and grow and grow. That's my hope for me, and honestly, as a brother in Christ, that's my hope for all of you as well. That we just have a fire and a passion for Jesus. Jesus, we just want more of him. That we wouldn't be a shallow church. That we wouldn't just gather as a crowd and it'd feel like a concert on, Saturday, on Sundays and then we'd just go back to our normal lives completely unchanged. But instead, God would just take over every part of who we are that we just want more and more of him in our lives. And before we even speak, other people would see it. Like before we even stop, start doing the Jesus talk, that other people would just be drawn to the fire and the Jesus inside of us. And so now with this, something that's so important just to cover and mention is, well, what are the conditions for starting a good fire? What are the conditions for, for starting one? Like what do we need? I mean, what are a few things that we can do to prepare and set a fire And start a fire inside of us. And there's so many things we can cover. But today I just want to mention three quick things. First off, what's one condition? What's one thing that we can do? The first thing is to invite God's presence in. Invite his presence in. Invite his fire and his very presence inside of us. Want to start a fire? Intentionally welcome and invite God into your life. Not one time, but specifically invite him in every single day. Just by speaking the words, God, Holy Spirit, would you be present in me today? Would you lead me today? Would you make me more aware of who you are today? Again, not just on Sundays, but every day in the very muck of life, invite him in. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. Into the mess that is your life, the muck that is mine, just invite him in. Your brokenness, your relationships, your decisions, your workday your resentment towards your brother, towards your friend, towards your spouse, towards your coworker, and your struggles. Just intentionally invite him in. A good fire needs oxygen to start. We need God in his presence to do so. And this happens by just intentionally inviting God into your day, asking him to light a fire. Lord, give me a passion for you. Help me fall more in love with you. Help me to crave more and more, and you please shape my heart to become more and more like yours. And with my words, my actions, and even my thoughts, change me, God, and more than anything, would you just set my heart on fire?" And so that's the first condition for starting a fire, intentionally inviting God's presence in. And then secondly, the second condition to mention, to start a good fire is clearing out the garbage in our life. Want to start a fire? Clear out the trash get rid of the sin relentlessly, remove the things in our life that are keeping us further and further from God, the things in our life that are slowly killing our soul from the inside out. I mean, so often it's like, God, we want to hear from you, but then we have all this crap in our lives. It's like, God, we want to hear from you, but then we're sleeping around. God, I so badly want to hear from you, and then we're covered in porn. God, I want to hear from you, then we're lying to everybody. God, we want to hear from you, and our life looks perfect, like perfect, like we're doing the perfect Christian thing, except at work, we're just gossip, 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 gossip. And we don't know why we can't feel God's presence, and we don't know why we can't see God at work in our life when our heart is filled with jealousy and resentment and lust and bitterness and unforgiveness and everything else. God, would you give me a passion for you? Would you use me to make a difference, but we're living two completely different lives? And Jesus, would you grow my love for you? But a quick side note, God, the one true God in my life is my career. It's my career. The moment my cell phone starts shaking is the moment I start just worshiping it. God, I want to grow my love for you. But just to be clear, my one true God is my addiction. God, I want to worship you. I want to grow in my love for you. Just to be really clear, it's my money. God, I want to worship you. Just to be really, really clear, the one God that I serve is how other people look at me and what they say about me. And after all of this, It's like we don't know why we're not excited about Jesus. We don't know why our relationship with him has grown cold. We don't know why and at what point we walked away from God. We don't know why when the truth is, if we want God to start a fire inside of us, if we want our heart to be set on fire, the garbage and trash in our life, it has to go. It has to go. It does. So that's the second condition for starting the fire, removing the trash, And then lastly, the third condition, the third thing is completely surrendering to God. Completely surrendering to him. Want to start a fire inside of you, give up and hand over all control over to Jesus. More than just your words with your life, just declaring it to God, all this is yours. My life is yours. Maybe your will, not mine have your way with my life in all areas, even if it's scary, even if I'm unsure, I give you control and I trust you. Father, I trust your plan. I trust that you know better than I do. I trust that you are good. And Jesus, starting today and every day, I give you control and I ask and I beg and I plead that you would set my heart on fire. And I pray that you would light something on fire within me. Now, closing things up today, over the last couple of months, I feel like I've been having one conversation over and over again with different people. Honestly, it's part of where this series came from. Just feel like I have the same conversation a bunch and a, a, just a whole bunch the last few months. And Like the other morning, I connected with a friend for coffee and he just started by sharing. He didn't try to even for five minutes act like things were good. Like we got there and it was like immediately like I'm broken, Adam. I'm broken and I just feel like I used to have so much passion and purpose in my life, and I feel like I have none. I used to feel like I had so much energy, and now, just being candid, I feel like I'm struggling just to get out of bed each day. And he went on to share. He's like, maybe it's finding the right job. Like, I'm just not sure if it's the right job, like, that I'm supposed to be in, so maybe I should start looking for a different job. What do you think? And then before I could even respond, he's like, maybe it's the relationship I'm in. Like, Maybe I'm just dating the wrong girl, and so I just need to, to maybe like, end that relationship and start another one. Then, he, then again, he kept going. He's like, maybe I just need to look at possibly just hit and reset in my life and maybe move in and starting over. Like, I just don't know what's going on with me. And he was just listing off all these different things. And so I just listened. Then at the end, I just asked. I said, maybe an awkward question to ask. Can I ask right, like where you are right now with God? he said, well, to be honest, I haven't been to church in months. More than that, though, I haven't connected with God at all. I feel distant from him. I feel completely disconnected from the Lord, and there's zero fire left. And I responded back and said, can I be honest? And he said, yes. And I said, okay, so you maybe need to make some changes in your life. That's that's true. Like, you might need to do that. But I wanted to say, even if you find the perfect job and the perfect girl and the perfect life, which doesn't exist, you can try to find it, but you won't. But again, even if you do find it, if you're not right with with God and if your relationship with Him isn't growing and there's not a fire within you from Him, something will still be missing. Once more, even if you find everything you just listed off, if your heart isn't connected with God, I can promise you that you will still be restless and empty and searching and broken, and miserable, and everything else. But if you begin to pursue Jesus again, if you invite God into your day, if you remove some garbage, you surrender to him, even if everything else maybe still isn't there, you will be okay. I mean, basically, it's like, if you allow God to set your heart on fire, that purpose and passion and life will spread every place else in your life. If you just let him start this fire, hit, that fire will just spread every place else. And so, one more time today, for all of us, I pray that God would set our heart on fire. But I just wonder, again, just as a brother in Christ, I just want to ask are the conditions of our heart, at all of our campuses, are the conditions of your heart, of my heart, are they at a good place for starting a fire? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, gracious Lord, we. We come before you thankful for who you are, needy for who you are, whether we realize it or not, desperate for who you are. God, today we invite your presence into our lives. If we've never done so before, we do so for the very first time. Every day, God, we we just wanna invite you in. Lord, if there's anything in our lives that need to go, would you give us the courage, the strength, the help to remove some stuff from our lives that keeps us from you? And lastly, we just surrender everything that we are before you, our lives, our decisions, our struggles, our plans, our dreams. We just lay it all down before you. God, would you light a fire within us? Would you just put a passion and a purpose inside of us that would only grow stronger? We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.